This is Peter Fabricant, social media editor for the Journal of Issacos, here to introduce the July issue of the journal. In addition to an introductory editorial by our editor-in-chief, Professor Nick Van Dyke, this issue contains a series of systematic reviews as well as two state-of-the-art articles and one review of a classic orthopedic article. All of the articles in this summary may be found in the July issue of the Journal of Issacos as well as online at jissacos.bmj.com. While the journal is officially published every other month, the website is updated in real time as manuscripts are finalized. This issue's editorial by Professor Van Dyke discusses the diathesis between increased physical activity that might cause the typical wear and tear of osteoarthritis as a contrast to the health benefits of physical exercise, including those benefits to the joints. He notes that moderate to intense sporting activity helps to maintain physiological joint loading, although the balance sometimes gets lost in endurance sports, and especially contact sports, where there are more significant joint injuries. He concludes that exercise and a healthy lifestyle are the best defense against chronic diseases such as osteoarthritis and provides a segue into two articles included in this month's issue and this podcast review, a systematic review on neuromuscular training preventing ankle sprains and a state-of-the-art review on the epidemiology and pathogenesis of knee osteoarthritis. The first article is titled, Neuromuscular Training is Effective to Prevent Ankle Sprains in a Sporting Population, a Meta-Analysis Translating Evidence into Optimal Prevention Strategies. In this Level 1 systematic review, the authors analyzed 30 studies, including 24 randomized control trials, investigating the role of neuromuscular and balanced training on the prevention of ankle sprains in athletes. This article is particularly timely, as similar concepts are being popularized in the ACL prevention literature. They showed that balanced training in isolation, as well as multiple component training, including balanced training, showed a preventative effect, which were broad and independent of study design and study quality. This article highlights the importance of neuromuscular training to prevent ankle sprains and advocates for adoption of any program that is likely to be routinely followed within a given sporting context. The second manuscript mentioned in Professor Van Dyke's editorial is called Position Statement, the Epidemiology, Pathogenesis, and Risk Factors of Osteoarthritis of the Knee. It is well known that knee osteoarthritis represents a huge consumer of healthcare resources worldwide and is a focus of multiple lines of biological, biomechanical, and clinical research. This state-of-the-art review discusses the diagnostic criteria, epidemiology, and societal impact, risk factors, and current concepts in treating knee OA, which is now thought of as a pan-joint disease rather than just a disease of cartilage alone. Accordingly, a summary of the biological pathways involved in the pathogenesis of knee osteoarthritis are also elucidated in the paper. This state-of-the-art review provides a comprehensive background on knee osteoarthritis and would be an interesting and easy read for orthopedic surgeons who treat patients with knee problems as well as those wishing to learn more about the topic. The other state-of-the-art review published in this month's issue of the journal is called Stress Fractures in Football. Dylan and colleagues report that football, known as soccer in the United States, is one of the most popular sports worldwide and puts very high demands on its players. Despite being otherwise very healthy, these athletes' bones withstand a great deal of repetitive stress, which may cause stress injuries and fractures. The vast majority of soccer injuries are acute, and stress injuries represent only about one-half of one percent of all soccer-related injuries. 
Despite its rarity, however, they can be debilitating and occasionally career-threatening. This state-of-the-art review discusses the prevalence of stress injuries in soccer in addition to summarizing pathophysiology, intrinsic and extrinsic risk factors, clinical presentation, and diagnostic methods for multiple anatomic sites, as well as treatment. The authors also include a list of 10 key articles on stress fractures in athletic and military populations that have been published previously. The pearls and pitfalls of diagnosis and management of stress injuries makes this article a must-read for anyone who treats young athletic populations. Finally, this issue's review of a classic article reviews Steata's article from 1908 on the Pellegrini Steata lesion. It is well known that an ossified post-traumatic lesion at or near the medial collateral ligament origin is known as the Pellegrini Steata lesion. In this review of Steata's classic article, the authors discuss the original case series of five patients, all male and post-traumatic, who were initially thought to have avulsions of the medial head of the gastrocnemius, which caused the formation of the classic ossific density. The article includes reproduction of Steata's original drawings and republication of the original case presentations, and suggests that the exact mechanism for the development of the Steata lesion remains unclear. While it could be the MCL origin, it could just as well be the medial head of the gastrocnemius. This was a very interesting read and provides great historical perspective for those who treat knee injuries. Thank you for listening to this podcast review of the journal Visicos. All of the articles in this summary and others may be found in the July issue of the journal, as well as online at jsicos.bmj.com.